0: You yeah. known me a long time, Joe. By the way, if you want to be heard on this set, you have to raise your voice. Well, I'm getting that. Yeah, yeah. So, Joe, yeah. you
1: spent three hours with this guy and the other guy uh, in studio with us. You know me.
2: I've spent a lot more time than three hours with this guy. Yeah.
1: Well, no, Jason's but I'm not saying, a shout-out. We were in studio that one time for three hours. That's very right. Famous show. That's right. How oh, so right, so man? Anyway.
2: I'm great. Yeah. It's great to be here. You know, the thing I love the most about this set is that there are books all over the place. We don't read. And Jason's books nowhere to be found. <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> I never
1: even I thought of that. that. You know, that is, that is a
3: problem. I never even your
1: thought of Your book should be here. Yeah, Nobody true.
3: bought it. They burned
0: them all. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> bought it. <laughs> well, you have some copies left then.
3: Uh, actually, I have to, like, I had, uh, it's funny you mentioned that. So I gave them to my kids. They're getting older now. Like, yeah. my son's 12, and he really wants to read it. And there's a lot of F-bombs in there. It's oh, like, nice. oh. <laughs> Yeah. So he's finally starting to read it. I had yeah. to go on Amazon and buy my own book to give it to him for Christmas. <laughs> really? You worried about
4: F-bombs? He's tw- I cuss in front of my son all the time. I don't. You my- mean, you're, you're, Your son are best friends, bro. Y'all hang so out. So Jason's good best
0: friends with his son, too. It yeah. doesn't mean you have to <laughs> swear in front of him. <laughs> it's it's different right. parenting styles for different <laughs> folks, yeah. you know? Whatever works in your situation, that's what's right go, for a your situation. Him, like a wild so, <laughs> Joe, we, we had a really in-depth conversation yesterday about the Cavs and sort of where they are at the halfway point. Um, on one hand, it, it looks like they've overachieved because to be at 26 wins at the halfway point puts you on pace for 52. That's a win season no matter how you slice it, particularly when you got a major new moving part coming in. On the other hand, though, there's we all expressed, I think, some disappointment at – their inability to close out teams and games late. And we were really nitpicking, but we really focused in on the three (coughs) and how that has to be an area where the team gets better. What's your sort of assessment of this team at the halfway point? Have they overachieved? Have they done what you expected? Where are they? I would say they've probably done what I
2: expected. I mean, when you throw out the win total, that is eye popping. It is. And when you start thinking about 50 plus wins for a franchise that for three previous years before last year was the worst team in the NBA, worst organization in the NBA. So to go from that to 50 wins in, in two years is, is great. I think what we're concerned about, like you said, A, the the three, mm-hmm. uh, which has been a whole from day one. And they, they knew that coming in. They, they Paid a lot of lip service to it, said a lot of nice things about Karis LeVert. They gave Isaac Okoro a chance, but that's always been the weak spot. Sure. And then the second thing that is interesting to outsiders is Evan Mobley hasn't made the jump from right. a soft, you know, from rookie to soft. Exactly
0: sophomore. what we talked about, like particularly on offense.
2: Yeah, and I think there's some reasons mm-hmm. behind that. Um, and then the third thing is why.
0: I don't mean, I don't want to interrupt your train of thought, but we tried to figure out why yesterday.
2: Well, I mean, you know, Donovan Mitchell is among the league leaders in usage. Uh, he's shooting at 20 plus times a game. You know, he's averaging a career high in points. I mean, you're adding a top eight scorer in the NBA to the starting five. I so mean, his growth
0: is stunted because of that.
2: Yeah. I mean, he is, you know, I wrote this last week. I, or Evan touches the ball about as much as Kevin Love, who doesn't start and Jetty, wow. who is a part time player. Yeah. Yeah, they have about the same usage. That's interesting. Joe, what's
1: more important? Um, I know this, it kind of seems like a crazy question, but I'll ask it anyway. Is it more important for the Cavs to win or develop Evan Mobley as an offensive player?
2: Win. I, I think so, and I think, you know, they knew that, which is right. why they traded for Donovan Mitchell. And when you make a trade like that, it does open up a window. Yeah, I'm not saying they're in it yet. But by making that trade, they, yeah. they have created that window. Right. And at some point, you got to jump through it.
1: But the interesting the interesting thing, like, what makes the NBA obviously different from baseball and football is when the baseball playoffs start, everybody's got a shot to win the World Series. Right? When, this, when the playoffs start in football, most, not all the teams, but most of the teams have at least a shot to win the Super Bowl. In the NBA, that's never the case. Right? Like, and you, you, I feel like you know. No, oh, I agree. All? No, no eight seeds ever going to win an NBA right, championship. Right. So, Never. And and
2: what if the Warriors do?
1: They might this year. They
2: stink right now, and they didn't. The got Knicks
1: got almost do it
0: once in a strike year or something. The Knicks they were, lost the Spurs that year. It yeah. can happen yeah. in a year where you've but, got two big pieces the that are line injured is, and they limp into the playoffs. You know, the you know the teams. You know
1: the teams that can win the title, and the Cavs are not a team that can win a title. Is that fair right now?
0: I think
2: that's I think that's fair, but I think they have a chance to get fairly deep into the playoffs
1: is it going to be LeBron I keep asking him this is it LeBron coming back in two years as a free agent that puts them over the top to another title.
2: I you know what I I have I have put my feet down and said that man is not leaving Los Angeles for family reasons. Okay. Um, I'm going to die on that hill. Mm. You know I mean Jason. And I, we talk about this all the time. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I get it. I see, I see the the on ramp for one more go, through, go around here in Cleveland. Um, and by the way, you know, the Lakers probably aren't going to make that move that he demands. You know, I mean, if they added LeBron right now, they would be a championship team no right doubt. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, without, and they have. Yeah. They they have. They'd be the m- favorites. Money wise, yeah. they, they, I think they would. Money wise, the Cavs could actually make that trade. I, I'm sure the Lakers wouldn't be interested in, in what it would be, but uh, anyway, You're
1: I, saying Jenny, Karis, Lavert, and second round picks wouldn't get a, <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a are <Gary laughs> Salivating right now at the thought of that.
2: Yeah, but no, sell so, that to your fan base. Yeah. I just don't. I don't see it. I think he uh, is too comfortable living in L.A. And there is
0: great danger though in long term prognosticating what he's going to do. Yeah.
2: Oh, there is danger in writing what LeBron's pregame routine is.
0: <laughs> right. He changes that yeah. about so every two That's weeks. why I do think Bull's point, because I've heard others, like you, Joe, who's that's, it's not happening, and I just say, look at his arc. Look at his history of making decisions like this. Mm-hmm. Hell, he could wake up one day and say, screw it all, I'm going home, and we're winning another one. I wouldn't, it wouldn't knock me off my feet if he said that
3: we had a conversation with him when they were in town a couple weeks ago and it's, and he's really sort of ramped up this messaging since we had this conversation Mm -hmm. with him where I've said on the show a million times, he's still in championship mode. Is he still in championship mode? Him signing to go back to LA told me he's no longer in championship mode. He's cashing checks and making movies. And I asked him, are you still in championship mode? And he said, yes. And I don't know. I necessarily believed him,
0: but we wrote the story and since then did you hear from him any feedback on it or no not? no he did no. well sometimes he has but he, like yeah, yeah. he doesn't like which it right yeah when he doesn't like it, which
3: means that he yeah th- there was nothing volatile in what yeah, we yeah. wrote this time nothing and but but the fact that he's ramped up this his voice over the last couple of weeks ever since we had that conversation with him are you still in championship mode and he said yes and he's starting to do what he does and he's starting to tighten the vice you're, on the Lakers you're seeing it oh yeah, yeah you're seeing it and if they, and if if they don't i don't see i don't see the path back like we tried to lay out he tried to lay out you know when russ's contract comes off the books next year things change for the Lakers right. they do have the 27 and 29 picks if they don't trade them now they could trade them this summer you know they can get more flexible i just don't know if they're ever going to be a championship team again in this window with him so I do think that you know. So the way that I've laid it out is the Cavs make the playoffs this year and they get eliminated because you never go from not making the playoffs to winning a championship. Right. That just doesn't happen. Right. So they
0: get bounced,
3: and then next year, and they get yeah, a little bit closer. Progression. And you see
0: it, and he sees it, and, and then he comes in as the knight in shining armor that puts them over the top.
3: And you know the Cavs have this thing of we want to win without him, we want to win without him. That's good. That's yeah. fine. But then when you're one piece away and he's that one piece.
4: <laughs> the temptation I could, is going to I see a path. Well, let me ask I you see this. A path. Do you What does Evan Mobley have to get to what level defensively? He's a genius defensively. Mm-hmm. He races everything. I mean, he, we talked about it the other day with with him and Allen, when they switch on pick and rolls. They can guard guards. I mean, I've seen guards have to back up and be like, okay, well, let me let me figure out another way I'm going to do this. They can move their feet. They can they can shuffle. They can switch. They block. Both of them block shots. What does he have to get to offensively to a point where you can legitimately say, okay, the Cavs are a championship team, barring them going to get LeBron. He's got to get the else. ball. They don't ever give him the ball. He's got to get the ball. But, but, I, but <laughs> here's the thing. I don't think, to their defense, I don't think Mobley has a, a pet shot. I don't think Mobley came back as a knockdown shooter. I don't even think he's he's comfortable putting the ball in the ground three I've times made,
3: in a row. I'll let Joe answer, but I made the point I would like to see them get him involved early with some actions, yeah. run some plays for him. Brad right now, has talked about how that makes a difference throughout the game. Brad
0: did. He yeah. said oh, yeah. they used to Absolutely. sometimes design Just give a couple three of, of the first early. four trips down. We're getting the ball to Brad to get him into the flow, and I don't... Feel this sense of urgency to do that with
3: Evan. Because right now, he is the Kevin of the LeBron Kyrie Kevin. He's very much third. He breathes last. They eat first. And <laughs> He's actually fourth. In terms of who?
2: I mean, you've got Donovan, you have Darius, Darius, and then you have Karis LeVert right now. Well, I don't know. I'm just telling you. I mean, so what does he have to do? I think you're more correct with this. Like, He didn't come back and have anything that's noticeably better than what he did last year. They sent him home over the summer. They wanted him to be able to handle the ball more, to push it himself in transition, get it off the glass and go. They wanted him to be able to initiate the offense in the half court, and they wanted him to be able to start shooting a little bit better in the mid-range. He's shooting, like, his field goal percentage overall, I don't know what it is, but it's not very good. His three-point percentage is below 30%. That's not good enough. And then on top of it, he doesn't get the opportunities now to do the pushing in transition. So what does he need to do right now to get better? He's got to get stronger. He's got to be able to yeah. score in the post. He's got to be able to be fed in the post, turn around, make a face-up move, or play with his back to the basket. And right now, he's just not big enough for Are you concerned he'll never get that. there? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Because like you guys have also said, he's already a plus defender. He is arguably the most disciplined defender the Cavs have ever had. Um, His ability to jump straight up, to not foul, to protect the rim, to switch, to run out onto the perimeter. They have never had somebody who can do all of those things. So when you say, am I worried about Evan Mobley? No, I'm not. He's going to be an NBA difference maker for a long time, if only because he's such a good defender. Um, When you talk about his offensive growth, I just think he can't do it right now. He's just not going to be that piece right now because they added Donovan Mitchell.
1: Yo, I'm going to compare myself to Evan Mobley here.
2: All right. As
0: you should Which would be the I only should. time this will <laughs> ever be done. We're going to put a one-time saying. Well, before you go, yeah. there
4: have never been two people shaped differently than you and Evan That's Mobley. That's true. <laughs> about to be to All right, listen. So when
1: I was a teenager playing basketball at the schoolyard with my friends, right? It's a bunch of guys like me. I wasn't that fat then, uh, but I wasn't, I was short, whatever. But I wasn't very good at basketball. I've never been good at basketball but I played like a freaking animal on the court, okay? I ran into people, I would grab rebounds. <laughs> I, <can see> that. <laughs> I would play nonstop hustle on defense. I was in much better shape in those days. So guys didn't like playing against me, even though I was not very skilled, I couldn't make a shot, but I wasn't chucking, I would pass, but I was a pain in the ass. I, w- I played with this aggressiveness that at the schoolyard level with a bunch of schlubs like me meant something. Okay, Is Evan Mobley, I'm actually not comparing Mobley to me, I think he's the opposite. Oh, Evan Mobley has all this this natural ability, mm-hmm. but is he that, he doesn't, like Jared Allen plays like a wild man on the court. He's not as talented as Mobley, right? But he plays with such passion and energy that I feel like I don't see from Mobley. Like, maybe he's not the an alpha. We keep using this term alpha. Mm-hmm. Is he that type of player? Because he doesn't seem to have that, like, killer instinct to him. Is that unfair?
2: Yeah, I think it's unfair. He's 21 years old. Yeah. Um, and he came into a situation as the number three overall pick and in his two years here he just keeps getting more crowded and more crowded by talent which is like a first world problem to have sure but yeah like that's not usually how these things go true usually you get drafted that high and you're the man and you have to <laughs> sort of uh, sink or swim like that and that's yeah. that's where we see the sort of the dog mentality that you're talking about yes. he just kind of keeps falling and falling into the mix um, so I don't know what he can be you know, at age 24, which is still a child, age 26, which is what Donovan Mitchell is now. We're talking five years from now. He's got forever to, to grow and to get better. But you know, now he is a really nice complimentary piece, and I thought they've do, they did him maybe a little bit of a disservice at the start of the year talking about how if they're great, he's, then he's their best player because that's not it
3: was Jason. That was Jason. Well, he's just parroting with Dave. <laughs> well, no, that's what the that's what the team no, is. No, I said, I never said that. I, I said he has the potential to be a number one on right. a championship team. But he, I've always thought that.
1: Right, but somebody made the point yesterday, I don't know who it was, maybe it was Mike, that you can't, like, how many teams win a championship where their best player is a guard?
4: Very few. One in the last 20 years. Right? It doesn't
1: happen very often.
3: I mean, it's a wing dominated. It's yeah. and, and that's that's the one issue with the Cavs is their weakest spot is the most important. It's like trying to win without a quarterback right, in the NFL. Right, right. Like the three spot. Tell me the last right. team that won a championship yeah. with the guys like, that they've got at the three. The
1: Niners, minus quarterback, might have the best roster in the league. But do we think they can win the Super Bowl? I don't. I, I think they have a very, very good chance to win the Super Bowl. I don't
0: because they have the don't have a quarterback. the but defense I, all plays like their hair's on fire and they've got all kinds of talent.
2: You know, I think when you talk about the Cavs and you talk about guard play, you know, the Warriors won titles in 15 sure. and last year where the guard was the best player. Yeah. Um, the Cavs are the number one team in the league defensively, assuming Jared Allen and Evan Mobley are healthy all year. That should right. be the case. So if they could do anything to upgrade at the three, I do think they have a, a playoff run in them.
0: What can they do? Because we've, we've talked about like pie-in-the-sky scenarios of what they might be able to do. But realistically, do you, how do they upgrade that spot right now?
2: Well, I mean, the mechanics of it are they, they're going to have to probably take on some money, yeah. which Jason writes at length about they're not crazy about doing. Um, but
0: they're equipped to do it. I mean, They,
2: they can do it. They can do it. They are not a tax team right. as of now, so they can take on some money and in doing so upgrade that position. I mean, I think that Tim Hardaway down there in Dallas is available. I just saw him on Saturday night. Um, Dallas is like 12-1 and one when he makes four threes. You know, if the Cavs could have somebody like that playing defense and shooting the three at that spot, that's a big difference. So he's, um, so
4: he's Karis LeVert with a jumper. Ain't more –
2: but he's 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 already he's thicker than, than Karras, and and I believe he's taller. I think Karris is only six five. And I just trying to play him at the three was just I, that was I don't I don't know what that was about.
0: Well, it's like the Browns going into this season saying we'll be okay at D tackle. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Everybody knew that that wasn't going to be the case. The Browns <laughs> when they shaved in the morning knew that wasn't going to be in the case. But you have this ridiculous hope that maybe it'll work. Would you trade both? Locally-
1: would you trade Mobley for LeBron right now? Oh, God, don't say that. Would you That's do it, Great Jason, question. Joe, yes. Would you trade Mobley for LeBron? I, I think I, I, think I, I would. I guarantee you 80% of the fans wouldn't want that, even though oh, it would give them sure. a much better chance. To win I,
2: I just, ha, like having lived the championship year that we yeah. lived, um, and then in 2019 I covered the Raptors uh, run through the finals, and yeah. so I've become a firm believe, believer in if you have a shot, take it. So, I would rather win one more now yes. and walk away from whatever Evan Mobley gives you. Yes. This is an absurd. This is like a pie in the sky, like never going to happen type thing. Well, why trade. couldn't
3: it happen? Well, well,
2: LeBron can't be traded this year, period. Yeah. Oh, His contract okay. signed so, extension. I, so
3: I,
1: okay, I didn't realize in that. In a hypothetical, if you're hypothetical. saying,
2: would I walk away from whatever Evan can give me uh, to, to go and win a championship right now, yes, yeah. I
1: would. Would you do it? Let's say at the end of the year. Let's say at the end of this year. <laughs> Would you trade Mobley for LeBron?
3: No, I to I no because I want to see, I want to see what this group can do, and if I have the opportunity to bring LeBron back as a free agent, and keep all those pieces. But then you got to wait another year. Okay, yeah, because okay. this group is young enough, like their window should be just opening. Like they they have quite a bit of runway in front of them here, and the, and what, as Joe was alluding to with the cap, I think they're a couple million under the tax right now. I don't think they're going to be a tax paying team. You don't want to start that clock. Now you no. got Kevin coming off next year, 35 million coming off the books. Car- I, what's Karis? Is this his last year? You got one more. Yeah. No, so that's year. 18 million coming off. Jetty comes off, right? So like they they are in re- as long as they don't start the tax clock now. Which there's really no reason to. There's no player out there that is it's going worth, to put them definitively over the right. top.
0: There's no player out
3: there. that It's can not get. worth
0: it just to say, well, we went to the second round. You know, that's right. exactly right. I mean, right. if you if you have a chance to get that player, that you can literally say, oh, we've got, we're one of four teams that can win it make that move, right? But, but, but don't that moves, start that clock that now. Moves not
3: out there. You want to kick the can down the road as long as possible and becoming a tax paying <laughs> team because yeah. the re I mean, Dan blinked at the repeat offender. They all blink. Uh, yeah. uh, Lake up in golden state is really the only because one. It's so because they got a brand new arena and they're printing money out there. But yeah, it is so punitive. Like they, tra- I'm trying to remember Help me. I think it was very They didn't have to trade Andy. That was a money move, right? Mm-hmm. So like, and that was a repeat offender move. So I think it was Andy. I have to go back and look, but the repeat offender is. I feel real. like you're
0: right. I do. I do think it was Andy. That it's they, they... real,
3: and and so you and and now if you like, okay, let's let's assume it's a big assumption. Let's assume Evan Mobley wants to stay here for his career. You know, when you get in that second contract, the money he's going to make, the Darius money, uh, Jared Allen at twenty million. Donovan you know, when Mitchell. you Donovan Mitchell, when you're paying these guys. Yeah you pretty soon it, you, when you run up against it, you gotta make, start making some really hard choices. So that's why you want to stay out of the tax as long as possible. And they're in great shape to do that because they got Kevin and Garris coming off the books next
4: year. Guys, I, I haven't, this is kind of weird. I haven't noticed you said this guy's name till now, um, Darius. It seemed like people have kind of stopped where their imagination goes for how good he could be because Donovan Mitchell is standing next to him, right? You're like, when I saw, if you would have said last year, Darius Garland does not have the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter, you'd be like, you crazy. He's the whole team. He pick and rolls. He does. He runs everything. Now it's like, well, i would got almost rather have Donovan Mitchell with the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter. And if, I've noticed you guys haven't said, well, if Darius Garland takes a jump, the Cavs can be. A, a, a title contender has he reached his max as a player it, you it, think? It, do you think he's not that type of difference maker moving forward
2: no I mean he he's another one he's 22 years old you know look at Steph Curry's body when he was 22 thin as a rail um, Darius is the same way he's already a 20 plus point per game score uh, he's learning more to distribute the ball now um, this fourth quarter thing is real Okay? And and Darius statistically really struggles in the fourth quarter this year. And I think a lot of that has to do with playing alongside of Donovan. And if you think about some of the really disappointing losses the Cavs had early in the year, it was Darius with the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter. A lot of
0: turnovers. Trying
2: to do too much. And then there was the night where they were down by 20 or 30 against Minnesota. And Darius went nuts in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. which that can actually stunt your growth a little bit, thinking that that is, is the norm. So, you know, I think right now they want to play through Donovan in the fourth quarter, but think about this. Come playoff time, when teams get days and a week at a time to prepare for one opponent, mm-hmm. they are going to force the ball out of Donovan Mitchell's hands. Right. Darius Garland has a chance to, to cash in on the money that he's being paid and to shoot this team into the second round when all the attention goes to Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland is open at the top. That of the might
0: players. work for Evan, too. Yeah, it could. They're going to have really opportunity.
2: It is. It is. And I think, um, you know, I had a chance. I was with the Cavs in Denver last week and got a chance to talk to them in the way that you do when you're on the road. It's just different than when you're with them at home. And um, just getting a chance to talk to some people individually. I really do believe that the chemistry and the way people get, get along on this team is good. Um, I think that can be overrated at times, and I even pointed out that maybe we, the Cavs need one guy that's kind of a bastard, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But like, for as far as like Cavs versus Browns, like, no, this is the, the Cavs actually like each other.
1: Yeah, that's good. Who is? The, by the way, who is the best player in the NBA right now? Is it definitely Giannis?
2: No, okay. I, I don't think it's definitely Giannis. I think Luka is right there
1: for Jokic sure. as well.
2: <laughs> it's it's funny because, I mean, Jokic statistically is awesome. He wins, um, and he can do a little bit of everything. It's just never flashy. Like, you're never going to be – like, th- there was a night where he went for it's like – almost clunky. He went for like 48 and 20-something and 11, and I, I watched the game and was like, yeah, It's because it's just really? not the same as watching Giannis jump over three people or, or right, you right, know,
0: right. like dunk with four guys hanging on him. It's just different. How about this question? Who is – the single biggest force when they want to be, because I think that is Giannis. That is Giannis. Oh, man, that he is. We saw it a a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it's like when when he decides he's got so many things he can do, you can't stop him. And they were putting resources on him. And he was just like, I'm going to do whatever I want every single trip down the floor. And it scared the hell out of me because I thought, well, when you get into playoff mode and he decides to become that guy, what's the answer?
1: Is LeBron still a top five player? I don't think he, so. I mean, I know he's not a top five MVP candidate, but like in the playoffs, are there, this even this year? If you know all things being equal, are there are there five guys you'd rather have than him?
2: Yeah, I think okay. so. I, I, I mean, if we want to sit here and, and name them, okay. Yeah. But I think the difference with LeBron is um, he is still individually great, but he has similar talent around him to what he had here in 2018. And he is no longer able yeah. to take those very average players and, and lift them up. Yep.
1: Right,
4: right,
2: right. He's still a great player, yep. but he needs – he needs, the reason why the Lakers stink is because Anthony Davis cannot stay on the court for more right, than 10 right, right, minutes. Right, yeah. That whole team, it's not even Russ Westbrook. The whole thing was built around the idea that Anthony Davis would become the alpha. Yeah. And LeBron – Would be the greatest wingman ever, riding off into the sunset, and he's just not available to play enough for that to happen.
0: Hey, what about Rubio? He's available starting tonight. How will he fit in?
2: I think we need to pump the brakes there. (laughs) Um, You're talking about his second ACL injury. He's 32 years old. It's a year-long injury. Look at Clay Thompson, who came back great, but he still was like 80 to 85 percent of of what he used to be. Um, So I think we just Let's kind of ease into this. They're thrilled to have him because he's an adult. He knows how to move the ball. He can get guys standing in the right spots. Um, if he's good, that makes Karis LeVert more expendable. Is
1: he definitely playing tonight, or we don't know for sure yet?
2: Nah, he's, I mean, they say he's a go. Okay. So he's
0: available. Yeah, I mean, unless it's a coach's decision, but I don't yeah. see why, it would, why he wouldn't play. Is JB definitely the right guy?
2: I, Jason and I both really like JB, yeah. and and the players swear by him. Um, you know, I, I mean, this is his first chance coaching a real team, and I wish I could just say yes or no. I I, I mean, he seems to have gotten a lot out of guys, and, and he certainly has turned around the the culture problem. You know, like from day one when Kobe took over here, they were talking about culture, culture, culture. But they had no semblance of culture until JB Bickerstaff became the coach here. So I think – from that perspective alone, he has been the right guy. Now, we'll see how they do in the playoffs. Because the ultimately,
4: you got to win. The Cavs, do the Cavs make a, a move at the All-Star break or before the trade deadline of any significance?
2: They're trying. I mean, it's, it goes back to are they comfortable with taking on more money? They're trying. You know, they're, they're calling about Bogdanovich. I mean, way back when they'd made a call about Crowder. Um, there's going to be, you know, the Raptors are going to blow it up. The, the Wizards <laughs> could very well blow it up. I mean, who knows who's going to end up with, like, Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. You know? There's, there are teams out there that we're not talking about that can help other teams right now.
1: The Raptors always look so good against the Cavs. They Why do. is it such a bad record?
2: Well, they, I mean, they've had some really bad luck. Otto Porter Jr. is out for the year. Um, Fred Van Vliet went through this horrible stretch where he couldn't shoot. You know, all this is happening while Pascal Siakam is having a career year. I mean, geez, if somehow the the Raptors trade him to a contender, if they trade him to Memphis, then Memphis probably wins. Hmm.
3: Mm, That sounds weird. Fascinating.
1: Memphis Memphis, winning uh, a
3: championship. I'm telling you that Memphis Cavs NBA Finals is coming. Joe, we got (laughs) to go. McNuggets had something for him.
4: What's up, Joe? Thanks for coming on. It's a two-part question. The second part depends on how you answer the first part. Have you enjoyed yourself on the show so far? You having a good time?
2: <laughs> <laughs> have I enjoyed myself? Careful, Joe. Yeah, have I have very much enjoyed myself. I um, My earpiece fell out, and I am, from 10 years of being in these NBA arenas, I'm hard of hearing. So yeah. you can say anything right now, and I'll just oh, I'll yeah. pretend.
0: That might lead you to what you want to do. Well, I, I was just you curious. Put your earpiece in. Can yeah, you... put it in for this, yeah, this yeah, question. Yeah. Now,
2: this is thrilling, thrilling. Uh, <laughs> Entertainment. All right, I'm, there we yeah.
0: are.
4: I'm just curious. How does it feel to be LeBron's third favorite beat reporter behind Jason? <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, I'm just glad to be in the top three. <laughs> well, who's
1: number one? Is it Dave or is it Jason? Like, I feel like it might have been you, but Dave, Dave still schmoozes with him all the time, Well, right? LeBron
3: and I were born in the same hospital. Neither of these two guys that can say that. a good point. You know, I've said this before. And the, Steph Curry. This And is, Steph Curry. This is the magic That's of right. LeBron. Is you could inject all of us with truth serum and all of us would say, oh, well, I had the best relationship. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Like, that's the magic of LeBron. It's like asking a quarterback, right, are you question the best quarterback is, in the league? Well, hell, the yeah, i be better is, think though, you
1: are. Who would LeBron say?
3: Well, that's why I'm saying. We would all say yeah, LeBron I, that, would say oh, that me. that he would say would <laughs> Yeah, <be a> we <laughs> would all say LeBron would say. Dave would say LeBron would say Dave. I yeah. would say LeBron would say me. And he would say LeBron would say him. And LeBron would well, make he it.
1: He was hired. Joe was hired, for those who don't know, to be the LeBron reporter. Yeah, I mean, I, I Not think... Not the Cavs reporter, the LeBron I think reporter. Brian Windhorst wants into this,
4: this No, Wins, yeah, no, Allie Clifton wants into this one. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, comment. Probably. <clears throat> probably.
2: No, I think... And LeBron would definitely take the political route. He would say...
1: He yeah. would make some joke about the three of us. Yeah. Does yeah. anybody really know LeBron, besides his
3: family, or maybe... Like, do you guys feel like you really know him? We like, talked about really. this when we did your yes. show. and yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, are there parts of him that we don't know about? Of course. Absolutely. There's yeah. parts of all of us that we don't know about. You know, everybody's got. Sure. I, th- I think we have a fairly good understanding of who he is and where he stands. Yeah. And professionally and stuff He's like that. He's been fairly
0: open as superstars go. Like, when you look at guys like Brady, you know, the other guys that are his equal in their sports. But a lot is of it, build but, walls around them and right. never let anybody in. Right. I guess From, my point is – Does anybody know Tom Brady? Right. No. Is his personality that he shows
1: us, is that real? No. Oh. Or is it an act, to some, for lack of a Just better term? It's a
2: professional act. Well, I, I, I think that we fundamentally know LeBron. Okay. I, think we, I actually think we do know him personally, and I think we understand what makes him tick and what he's afraid of. I think when you get to the level that he's gotten, he, you have to create – A public persona. Okay. Um, You know, I think. I mean, we were very privileged. We caught him at the very right time of his career, where he wanted to make himself open to a few people that he trusted. He felt like he could benefit from that. Right. And we took advantage of it. Yeah. Um, And there were daily conversations about things that would upset him or that he would be thinking or feeling that maybe didn't make it to the to the light of day. Yeah.
3: He let Um, his guard down quite often.
2: Yeah. But I think, like, you could go back, like, listen, (coughs) LeBron LeBron changed Ohio high school history by going to St. Vincent, St. Mary. Right. And when you think about this, you think about he is one of, he's arguably the greatest player of all time. And so when you're talking about a player like that and he goes to a parochial parochial school from the inner city, you're thinking that there must have been some massive uh, recruiting, you know, scheme to get him to come and payments this and that. What we forget is he went to St. V because his buddy, Drew Joyce II, uh, was worried that the Buchtel coaches thought he was too small. So he, he took himself <laughs> and went to St. V because of his buddy. Yeah, That's who LeBron is. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's he, interesting, and that's yes, telling. Yes, he wants to be liked. Yeah. He wants to have friends. He hates
1: being the villain, right? He
2: hates it. Yeah. He hates it. His whole The, the reason there is a school in Akron today that's a public school that he built, like, it, I mean, you know, it's never been done before. Do you guys know why that happened? Because he was embarrassed of what he said at the end of the finals against the Mavericks where he he was taking on the criticism and he said uh, something about, you know, like. People still have to wake up. Yeah, you people still have to wake up in your, t- in your in bad your lives and, and I'm great. Yeah. He felt so bad about that that he came home that summer and totally redid his foundation. You used and to because-
0: give out bikes, and that was looked the at as a big ride. deal. That's yeah. it. And That's Joe, it. I've said before on this show and on Channel Three because I've been to his school and I've looked and I've seen the the tangible effects of his effort. Mm-hmm. I can't understand why that isn't a bigger story nationally, and I can't understand why that hasn't already become a duplicatable model. That we see across the country, because what he's doing is absolutely unlike anything I've ever seen from an impact.
2: It, it um, I think, the best news I can tell you is that there is a school in a suburb of Pittsburgh. Um, the the leader of the project is Dick Sporting Goods, mm-hmm. but they are copying the LeBron. Model. Oh, really? So it is
0: happening. I, didn't, I was unaware yeah. of that, it, yeah. and I'm glad to hear that. Like, yeah. it, I, I wish 60 Minutes, and I told some folks at the school when I was there earlier this year last <coughs> year, I wish 60 Minutes would come in and just do this huge expose, because when you walk in the door, you feel it immediately. Mm-hmm. When you interact with the kids, it is astounding, the it impact is. that this school has had on their lives. And it's not just that, it's the other services that the school offers for the parents in help getting their education completed. And helping them with medical uh, assistance and with legal assistance. It's it's like this full-functioning community education arm that I don't know why we don't have one of these in every major city in America. And I think LeBron's hope, and I know mine is after seeing is I hope that that becomes a reality. I mean,
2: when I was there three, year, three or four years ago, um, I cried twice. I did, too. My first spot. visit there, I did. And... When the kids walk in in the morning, I mean, you're talking about all the, like, you you know, you're using words like services and and help parents with education themselves and all these great things. But at the most fundamental level, when the doors open and the kids walk off the bus or they don't ride a bus, they walk right into the building, they get a hug from a teacher. Powerful. And, and then they walk by a fresh food cart and they pick their breakfast. That's awesome. Because yeah. otherwise... They wouldn't get breakfast And that's that the
0: LeBron that I wish everybody yeah. knew. And yeah. I don't know why that story hasn't been more widely told. And I'm talking by, you know, major media outlets like, like a 60 Minutes or even a 30 for 30. Why the hell haven't we seen a 30 for 30 yeah. from ESPN that shows the impact? Because to your point of crying, I had a young guy who wants to get into television. He's got a TV lab there that Matt Colley also sponsors. And Channel 3 is also a sponsor of the – so we go there and we do things with them. We do things with them every week. I had a young man last year, He's young. I think he's probably 12, 13 years old, and one of the teachers said, would you mind talking with him because he remembers you from ESPN Mm -hmm. and he really wants to spend some time with you. So we went into a a room where there was just nobody else, and he was talking about his future and how it's so filled with hope now because of the school. He already was aware of the fact that I'm going to be able to maybe reach my dream because LeBron cared about me. (laughs) like yep. what 13 year old has the presence of mind to say that? And then he said, I asked him, what kind of <coughs> grades do you get? He said, all A's. Mm-hmm. Wow. And by the way, everybody I came in contact with, all the kids, so respectful, yeah. so well mannered. He said, yeah. I said, are, are you gonna continue to get all A's? He said, yeah. And I said, then you're gonna get to your dream." And he asked me when he was done, could he have my phone number so he could send me his grade card every time it comes By the way, out. I was told oh, wow. 60 Minutes
1: did do a story in 2009
4: yeah, it needs to be redone because yeah. it's completely no, different now. Gee, I
1: know you had a completely question, so I want to get one more in. Well,
4: well, look, I, well we talked about this, the, the great things LeBron is doing. The more interesting story is, do you know who Kyrie Irving was? Did you? Because at the time. He's when, a wackadoodle. At the time job. when Kyrie was Sorry. here, he was an individual who you juxtaposed him and LeBron. Kyrie went to Duke. Kyrie went, to, Kyrie went to parochial schools, Kyrie had all the endorsements, he had the Jeep, he was Uncle Drew, he had the Nike signatures, you deal. Well, LeBron had all that. He, he 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 did have all that, but Kyrie was in the street, Kyrie is is just as popular as LeBron in some areas. Nobody was getting that kind of stuff coming out. And then he went to the USA team, boom, it hits. But I didn't see, did you see seeds of what Kyrie is today back then?
2: Well, I don't think, I think looking back on it, of course, we would both say yes. And Jason, uh, I think, started when they drafted Kyrie. So Jason's literally known him the longest of anybody in the NBA. I've known him for a long time and have stayed with him after after he left Cleveland. And you would say, yes, looking back, we saw snippets of this and that. But at the time... He was just a a talented kid who was trying to navigate his way from what he had here to what became of it when LeBron showed up. And that was tricky in and of itself. I mean, he was, um, you know, somebody who you knew had deep thoughts and he wanted to share. You know, the the thing that I this is the story that I share often, and I probably said it on, on the show that we did a few years ago, but. The sort of the seminal moment of, of what Kyrie's problem was with LeBron and the whole thing when he was here was the year that we were in Brooklyn, and there was a couple of big things that happened that night. Um, Prince William and Kate Middleton were at the game. Jay-Z that. was at the game. But that. then outside was the I Can't Breathe yeah. protest. And LeBron made international news by wearing an I Can't Breathe t-shirt on the court for warm-ups. Kyrie wore one, too. He was barely mentioned. The problem was, that was Kyrie's idea. Kyrie was the one oh, who found the shirts. Kyrie was the one who came up with the idea. But all the attention went to LeBron. And what he thought and felt at a fundamental level was, hey, I have something to say, too, and nobody else cares about it. So that... Like, uh, he started popping off with some of the the flat earth stuff, and he was doing that at the time, we thought, to make a point. Like, look, when I say something substantial and real, you don't care. You only care what LeBron has to say. So when I say something crazy, now you guys care. Do you see? Joke's on you. So that made sense at the time. But then if you see how everything evolved, he wasn't really making the political statement we thought he was making. He's just, he
1: struggles with some things. Last thing, I, I would like you both <clears throat> to answer this real quick. If you had to go, if you got an honest moment from LeBron, and you asked him your biggest on you know court regret, or not necessarily on court, but at, at basketball decision, whether it's the way he did Miami, leaving Cleveland the second time, re-signing with LA, his biggest regret, or or the way he handled Kyrie at the end, what led to the Kyrie trade. Which do you think is his biggest regret?
3: I the think it's sticks. a decision. I think it's the way he handled the decision. Just the way he handled it. Not going not there, Levy, but just the way he leaving it. Not leaving. He made the right decision. Yeah, Levy. it was how he did it. But how he did yeah, it. I think, and I think, I think that had a lot to do with him coming back. Probably. See, I, I'm of the belief there was going to be vitriol and anger no matter what. And the people who say Absolutely. it wasn't that he left, They're it's how he left. Yes. That's, that's nonsense. <laughs> yes. yeah. It's the fact that he left. Yes. It, the way he did it made it worse. Yes. And I think that there is regret. I think his heart was in the right place. I think he was just tone deaf and didn't understand how it was going to go over, but they were trying to raise money for kids. He thought that was great. We're going to do this charity. Da, 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 da. But it, I, I mean, I don't know that maybe you've got a better answer, but to me it would probably be the, the way he handled the decision, the way that he left.
2: I think that's the right answer. So I'll, I'll say something else. He would say not making it to a
3: finals against Kobe. That's a big regret. Oh, wow. of his. It is. Yeah. He's yeah. talked about that, that he screwed that up in 2000. It would have been eight. Yeah, Whatever year the Boston played eight the or ten, like his either either of those yeah, years, he missed I think ten is the one that. Well, yeah. no, yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever, but one yeah, of those but years, not, not facing the not, not, when, yeah, when, yeah. when, not having the year. The
4: year they lost to Orlando?
3: Well, oh seven is Orlando when they made the 09. Finals. Oh okay. yeah, oh yeah. seven they made the finals. 08 they lost to Boston. Oh nine they lost to Orlando in the conference finals in 10 was the was Boston and the
0: Boston Boston got a minute the left. So we got to go, Joe. We, uh, I hope you come back. We I'd didn't love scare to hear you all. At 10, did we with not all at all. shouting. You're no. not going to, you're not going
3: can... to, you're not going to have the stones to put it up. Yeah. There? Are you going to
0: do it or not? Put do it up it. there real quick. We got 45 seconds. Fine. You can apologize in advance.
4: No, I mean,
0: it's do funny. It. Come on, do it. He's you not going to be offended. You got pebbles
4: and you got onions. What are you <laughs> on? Let's just pull up 125. Let's just okay. do it, Steve. Screw it. <laughs> if we, I get fired, Joe, it a pleasure We peer man. pressured him into that. Joe's fake it resume. Is is. This
0: is Joe's he fake made resume. He made a fake resume for us. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> Take your pants for a shower. <laughs>
4: And the bath, when we uh, had to ask about said We had to ask if that I was real. That was or true. That was <laughs> real. Oh, that's <laughs> very
2: real. That is very real. That's How very did real. we know? Hey, what I like is that picture is what, like eight, seven, eight years old? And I have way more hair now than yep. I did then. Yep, right. right. That's hard to do. <laughs>
3: that was the, very the hard to say that at our Turn age. age. That right. right. was a picture age. from Val Raven when we were on Val Raven. It was the two of us and Rachel Nichols and Dave McMenamin rode Val Raven. And the picture's hilarious. And it hung in the Cavs facility. (laughs) For years. They blew it up because I made the mistake of putting
0: it on Twitter. And they blew it up and hung it
3: forever in the
0: facility. We just touched on a Netflix special. The four of you yeah. traveling across the country <laughs> to, to amusement we parks. Have oh, amusement parks. Oh, we, we have talked about the three of the stories in the amusement parks. Oh, we've talked
3: about writing like an HBO story yeah. of the beat and what what life is like. No, that should be
0: the name of the show, The Beat. The Beat. The beat. Uh, Joe, thanks. We really appreciate it, Joe. We, and we hope you come back. Appreciate it. We've got a up. great overtime topic. Is OG. Oh, Odell Beckham Jr., the video. We're, are we going to hear the audio from that video? We can't hear the audio. I didn't I think so. Damn it. But we got a lot to say about the video that's just out about Odell Beckham Jr. being kicked off the plane um, a couple of weeks ago. That's overtime. Thanks for watching today. We're back tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern. Thanks for watching the Oakland Cleveland Sports Show. We will see you.